You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hi there. Welcome to this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about shedding, limiting labels and beliefs so we can lead fulfilling, meaningful, and purposeful lives. Hi, I'm your host, Sarah Box, founder, chief vision Sherpa, and guide at Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting, where I provide one-on-one coaching services, courses, and memberships for high-achieving, motivated people who want to grow personally and professionally. And you know, I actually believe that without a doubt, we are each capable of so much more than we imagine. And I'm committing to growing myself and living a life with no labels, no limits, and no excuses, which is a perfect segue to our guest today on the podcast, Tatiana Kuto. Now, did I pronounce your last name right? Yes, Kuto. I'm always happy when I can do that because it matters to me. Um, And I love the variety of names that come across, you know, our guests. So it's fun. But before we dive in, I want to just share a little bit about you, Tatiana, with folks, and then we're going to get into the meat of who you really are. Um, So listeners, Tatiana is a mind-body soul coach, and she is certified in neuro-linguistic programming, or commonly what you'll see is NLP. She's originally from Boston, so you listen to her, see if you get any accent there. She got her in her degree, her college degree in industrial engineering, and she worked in a really high paying position in the food industry within corporate America for two years. And everything actually looked to be right on track for a solid professional career until she challenged her own and society's expectations. And today she is a certified master mindset coach with the NLP, within the NLP realm. She's also a health coach. And she's so much more than that, because those are kind of labels and descriptors for Tatiana. She has had her own journey that has led her to the work she does today. And she's had to overcome a lot of her own self-doubt and grow beyond her own negative, limiting victim mindset. So I'm going to ask her about that. And I'm going to ask her to share with us what she learned on a really powerful weight loss journey that she took ended her extreme dieting. So, and for anybody, and I'm raising my hand who touches in on needing to lose weight or doing dieting, that's not an easy path to follow and to be able to leave um, that whole extreme dieting mode and be successful is powerful. So I want to know what she did with that. And I also want to know why she believes you cannot truly have a healthy mind without a healthy body and the reverse of that, why you can't have a healthy body without a healthy mind. And as someone who has left the corporate world, I want to know how she knew when it was time to leave that safe, high-paying job to start her own businesses and what she had to do and who she had to become to be successful. So with all that, let's welcome our guest, Tatiana Kuto. Thank you. Such an awesome intro. Thank you for having me. Well, 
it's a pleasure, number one, to have you on the show. But I'm so interested in what you do. I'm interested in um, how you apply. And I mean, I have a list of questions because I'm constantly curious about people, what they do and how they've ended up where they are. But before we dive into all of that, um, I do want to ask you a question that I ask all of our other guests. And is there something that you do every day, maybe it's a ritual or a habit you have that really helps keep you grounded and going in the direction of your own big vision and dreams? Yes, um, I would say my morning routine and it's nothing super crazy. I just make sure I fill up my cup in the morning um, so I can best show up as my best self. So typically what my morning routine looks like is I will either meditate or journal or just kind of just get in touch with myself or just read my goals. And I'll just say some affirmations, look at myself in the mirror and really try to feel the state of how I want to show up for the day, whether that's excitement, happiness, just get into that state. And I just go tackle my day. So nothing too hard, but more just grounding and just checking in and connecting with myself every morning. So how long does that take for you? Because I know for me, people say, well, I don't have time to do morning stuff. So how long does that take for you? Yeah, well, I would challenge the people who say that. And <laughs> I would say, wake up just 10 minutes earlier. It just takes 10 minutes. So what I used to do, I actually used to say my affirmations while I was brushing my teeth. Um, I've now just switched to just five little things that I tell myself every single day um, to remind myself how powerful I am and how or things I want to embody every single day to help me reach my goals. So I would just say five to 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be anything long to say your affirmations, do five deep breaths, picture yourself of being in that state that you want to be in for the rest of the day. And then that's it. It doesn't have to be long. Then go after it. Yeah. So let's start kind of at the beginning. Um, First of all, I mentioned that you got your degree in industrial engineering. Did you set out to do that work, Tatiana? Um, as in like after I graduated or going into oh, college? Oh, before, like be when you were leaving high school and going into college, did mm. you set out to be an engineer? No, I actually, I really didn't even want to go to college to begin with. I went to college because that was a societal norm and everybody else was doing it and I honestly had no idea what I would have done if I didn't go to college. So I kind of just went to fit in with everybody else and engineering came up. I believe it was the end of my freshman year and I was really good at math. And I just knew that I wanted to make a lot of money because everybody said, choose a major that makes a lot of money. And I was good at math and I was like, okay, I'm going to go for the challenge because I wanted to see if I could be smart enough to do it. Cause I was kind of classified as being dumb growing up. So I had no idea I was going to ever, pursue engineering. <laughs> yeah, that's not a lightweight course, you know. No. So I'm glad you said you were good at math because I'm thinking <laughs> that I, I don't think that's people's first thing. Okay, I don't really want to be at college. I think I'll be an engineer. That's <laughs> so a lot yeah. of um, yeah. So congratulations on getting through there. Thank um, you. And congratulations on understanding later that it wasn't a fit for you. What led you though to understand that? What led you to the work you're doing today? Um, a lot of inner work. So after I had graduated college, I wish I picked up on the signs during my internships that I wasn't truly passionate about engineering. Uh, but unfortunately, I was never really taught how to have a passion or what I really enjoy because I wasn't really sure of who I was. And so what really made me realize that I wasn't happy, I was just not happy at work. I had no interest. I could see people get excited over what we were talking about. 
and I just had no excitement for it whatsoever. And it got to a point where I was just in a very deep, low emotional state. I was crying to work practically almost every day on the phone to my mom that I didn't want to go in. And that's when I realized I need to make a shift in my life. So what were the first steps? Because I bet there are a lot of people who can relate to that statement right there. I was crying going in. I didn't want to do that work. What were some of the first steps you took to get to move beyond that? Yeah. So I played around a little bit of things that were somewhat of interest to me. I was interested in health and nutrition because I was I had been trying to go on a weight loss journey for so long, most of my life. And once I finally understood that I could lose weight and do it in a flexible way, I found how passionate I was to be able to share that message because I knew I wasn't the only one that had tried all the extreme diets and all the cardios. Um, and so I kind of just played around to see what I was interested in. What were the things that I was looking for on YouTube or Google or Instagram? Who are the people I was looking up to? Because then I realized I'm looking at these pages or I'm searching these because I'm interested in it. And this is where I'm passionate about. And I've loved cooking and recipes. So I kind of dabbled into the nutrition realm around it. Um, and then once I started to lose weight and go through my own health journey and fall in love with weightlifting versus having to do hours of cardio, I realized I could help people make that same healthy transition and I kind of just dove right into it and decided to give it a try part-time while I was working within my full-time job. And my state of being shifted very fast within both jobs. And then I knew that this was more of my path and I needed to follow my heart. So let's talk a little bit about state of being, because it's a common thing that people will say that. But does that mean like your emotional state, your physical state, your energetic state? Can you describe for us a bit more like when you say state of being, how that is experienced? Yes, I would say it's a mix of all um, your mental state, your energetic state, your emotional state, because prior to that, I was very unhappy. I was depressed. I had been on antidepressant medicine. I just had a very, and that led into a very negative mindset, victim mindset, I hate my life mindset. And I held that on into my body. You know, I had no energy. I was unhappy with how I felt, how I looked. I had no confidence. So when I say state of being, I shifted everything, my mindset, my emotional state, my, and which attributed to my physical state, you know, standing tall, feeling confident, feeling happy and smiling all the time. And just I would say a combination of all those is my, what I would uh, explain the state of being. And I hate this question, but I'm going to ask it because I know <laughs> for people, well, I don't hate the question, but it is a question we think about. And especially when we are impatient and we want mm. to experience. So, and what drives this is like, I can imagine someone saying, I want, I'm right where Tatiana was, but I want to be where she is now how long is that going to take me? I mean, my God, how long do I have to do this before I'm going to go, oh, I'm in a much better state. So that's one of the questions I like, how long until I figure out what I'm going to do with my life and all that stuff. So people ask me that, right? And yeah. I'm thinking, However long it takes you because you're different, right? But mm -hmm. for you, what was that? I mean, that's a lifelong thing of dealing with weight and feeling different in your mindset. How long was your journey before you go, okay, this feels like it's sticking? Yeah, I would say that's a very good question. Um, 
maybe like a year to fully come to realization that I was truly shifting and truly growing and changing and for the better. And I was feeling better. Of course, once I started diving deeper within myself and my mindset and doing more reading and understanding, I could feel happier, but it didn't really click be like, okay, I am really shifting gears and I'm going towards the path of alignment. I would say definitely with like a, the year spectrum. And then even now it's been um, two years, three years, I'm still feeling it more. I go deeper and deeper and I feel so much happier. Um, but I would say don't, I wouldn't rush it. It's a journey and to love the journey of your growth and finding your purpose and finding your path and who you are. It's an exciting thing and not to rush it because you're never going to have these moments again. And so to be patient with yourself because it's going to, it's going to be a journey and you want it to last. I love what you talked about, like using weights instead of heavy cardio, mm, yeah. just because, because <laughs> I'm thinking people go, let's go run. I'm thinking, well, first of all, I don't run anymore. You know, I walk all the time, but weights are fun, you know, and they're not that hard to do and they give you good results. So did you work with a trainer or how did, or did you self teach yourself about the physiology and weights? Yeah. So in college I would work out and I would try to figure it out on my own. Honestly, it was a mess. <laughs> I was probably that person that was doing the exercise wrong. And then luckily I had some friends that kind of guided me, but then eventually when I got serious about losing weight once and for all, no more diets, no more hours of cardio, I did hire an online trainer. And then I ended up hiring a in-person trainer and coach as well. And they really helped me in so many ways, not only just physical, but just my mindset as well. But they really were able to teach me the ropes when it came to how to truly exercise properly for your body and not overdo it and how to build the tone muscle and not go crazy with hours of cardio because you really do not need to do that to be able to lose weight or build the body of your dreams. So what's interesting is you not only got one coach, but then you continue to get <laughs> another. And, and I think sometimes we are hesitant to reach out for help. Were you always somebody who would say, hey, um, I need help here? Or it sounds like when you tried to do your own training in college, you didn't ask for help initially, right? Correct. Yeah, sometimes I wasn't always the most hesitant to ask for help, but not fully commit to a long-term okay. help. I, like I would be okay with asking questions. And ever since I hired those coaches, I, I always have a coach, whether it's a you know, mindset coach, a business coach. I've learned that I excel having someone in my corner guiding me, holding me accountable. And it's allowed me to reach my goals and dreams faster than the trial and error. And I realized I don't need to <laughs> figure it out always on my own. That It's okay to ask for help and guidance. Yeah, it is. And it's not always a quick lesson we learn, right? So I, I appreciate that you learned that. I'm the same way. I've always got at least one coach in one area of my life that's helping me, you know, because each time you get to a level and you, you're going, oh, I, I feel like there's something more for me to learn here. Yes. So, and it's great to get someone who's further along than you. So anyway, I want to get back to asking you um, about how you came to the NLP world though. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a journey. So I started as a health coach, helping women lose weight with a flexible approach without having to be restrictive. And 
as I was going within my health coaching realm, I realized I went a lot deeper with my clients and I was so much more fascinated about the mind and understanding why certain clients could lose weight and still not be happy or clients who were still unable to lose the weight or reach their goals because they didn't feel the worth. And I just questioned it has to do more than exercise and nutrition. And I really was like, this is mindset. Mindset is absolutely key. And I, I, I look up to Tony Robbins. I absolutely love him. He's my favorite. And as I was reading books and looking more into him and mindset, I stumbled upon NLP, which is how he started. And it had been in my head for like a year, just kind of in the back of my head. And I was still within the weight loss. I had my own beliefs that kind of held me back from making a shift in my business. And this year in 2020, I decided with my business coach, I had hired a business coach and I was like, I'm, I'm not playing small. I'm going to face my own beliefs and make the shift in my business. And when I did that, that's when I decided to go ahead and get certified in NLP in, and then I ended up just finishing now my master in NLP. And so it's been a little bit of a transition from health coaching to mindset and wanting to go deeper and really have the tools and techniques to truly help my clients overcome their, overcome their beliefs and their mindset. So let's talk about the work that you do with clients, mm -hmm. right? And, and congratulations on having now Thank two you. degrees. Thank you. <laughs> Cause that's, um, that takes commitment and focus and, but it's easier when you know that you have a passion and a deep interest in it. So, um, but I want to ask you about your work today. Why do people most often turn to you for help? What, when someone calls you up or reaches out to you via social media and asks you like, Hey, I need some help. What are the common um, things they're seeking? A few things. One of them is not knowing who they are and being unhappy in their life. That's a big question. Like, I just want to find my purpose and find who I am and feel happy. And when they reach out to me on social media, a lot of my audience members have seen my transition either because they knew me prior as like a child, or they've just seen my transition within weight loss, quitting my job. They've just kind of grown with me. And like, I've seen you be able to find this happiness and find yourself and your purpose. And they trust me. Um, but then a lot of other questions is just um, how to overcome some beliefs that they may have, limit, limiting beliefs, or how to heal certain traumas that they've experienced growing up. And I just, I really hold space for them. And we just kind of connect that way. And every client is a little bit different. But I would say those are the main objectives of women who want to find themselves and be empowered and build a life that allows them to feel fulfilled inside. Do you find that you're being asked slightly different questions now that we've been on quarantine and the pandemic continues and now we're heading into flu season? Are people asking <laughs> slightly different questions or asking you for deeper, different work? Yes. I believe that in the beginning of this year, I was still being asked a lot of health and nutrition questions, which those trickle in. But now with quarantine, I think it's been a very big eye opener for people that they may not be happy that their secure jobs aren't actually secure. And now that they have this time and space, they want to uncover what they truly want to do with their lives or discover who they are. 
and they ask a lot of deep questions of like, I don't know where to start or I don't know what to do with my time. And then it goes even deeper than that. So I definitely believe that quarantine has been a wake up call for a lot of people who've maybe been just coasting or on autopilot. And it was kind of a big eye opener that they aren't truly happy and it's time to look within to discover what they can do and shift to find that happiness and fulfillment in their lives. So how do you help people rewrite their story and kind of step into their power much like you did? Yeah, well, it's a process. And so the way I do it with my coaching is we start off just uncovering where they are, are, are at now and understanding what may be holding them back. So identifying those limiting beliefs or identify. And when we identify those limiting beliefs, I go very deep and I ask, where do they stem from? Because sometimes they come from traumas or I, I have say big traumas and little traumas because everybody has different, you know, criterias, but trauma is trauma. And so sometimes they have to heal that and forgive themselves or forgive others. And when they do that, we can kind of dismantle that limiting belief. And with the pro it's a process. That's not just a, <laughs> a one-time thing. And then on top of that, we work on creating a vision for themselves. How do they want to be in life? How do they want to embody, show up as who are they? And kind of creating that image in their minds of who they want to be. And then that leads us into what do you want to create or do um, in their life as a job or a business? Does that make sense? It makes perfect bit? sense. Yeah. What And what I really think is so perfect about that is that you don't start with okay, what business do you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. You're really starting at the root of who is this person, you know, yeah. as they show up today, but also who are they in their fuller potential? Yeah, I believe our society has raised us the opposite. I believe they've showed us how to have things, how to do things, and then how to be, where I believe it starts from the being, who are you? What do you want to do to then have? I kind of flip-flop it and... Because when you're aligned and true to who you're, yourself, you can do and have whatever you want. But if it's the opposite, that's when you don't feel happy and fulfilled with yourself. To what degree do you find that people are in conflict with, so this is a staying on your being and doing dichotomy mm -hmm. there, but to what degree do you think people are in conflict with the doing being out of sync with what they hold and really value as meaningful as people? I think majority of people have that conflict, especially now with higher, maybe not higher expectations, but more expectations from society, more social media, more opinions and judgments of others that it paralyzes people to truly understand what is it that they want and who they are. And they're doing all these things that they think will make them happy or will give them the success because that's what society kind of has implanted in our heads or, and so I definitely believe that's a big conflict that many people are experiencing right now. Yeah. And I think that's been there, you know, but I, to when you said like, you know, on being on autopilot or not paying attention, right. Cause you can, when things are 75% okay and the 25% or the rock in your shoe isn't making mm -hmm. you cripple yet um, or limping you just keep getting on, you know, you keep on getting by. But when that's gone and you have to be present with yourself and look around and go, what's going on here? 
that does raise those deeper questions. Yeah. And it can be scary to ask yourself those deep questions and it can be uncomfortable, but when you're put in an uncomfortable situation or conversation with someone else or yourself, I always remind my clients, that's when you grow as a person and you can uncover more things and be able to heal and truly step more into the path that you're aiming to get to. So you talked a little bit about the, um, what your process is, and it is a process that's customized to each person you work with, but what are some of the signs that, you know, if I came to you, what Mm -hmm. signs would I maybe be able to recognize in myself or um, someone that's close to me that I trust recognize that would say, I think you're operating on some really limiting beliefs. You know, how would I even know that, especially if they're unconscious? <laughs> yes, that can be um, sometimes difficult sometimes for you to realize. And I think that's how I help bring people, audience members, clients into awareness is when I ask them and I kind of hold them. Um, so if you s- tell yourself like, well, I was a college dropout. Okay, that's a label right there you are not a college dropout. It's just something you did, right? And that's a limiting belief that you can't be successful because you dropped out of high school or college. So if you, I would say, start paying attention to the things that you are thinking and telling yourself. And I remember a big pivotal moment for me to come into that awareness was for 24 hours on your phone, on your notes pad, write down every single time you complain you think a negative thought or a little belief. And the more you pay attention to your thoughts, the more you can identify, wow, I might need some help or guidance because I'm unhappy and I'm thinking all of these negative thoughts. Or I seem that I don't really believe in myself because I keep telling myself, who am I to do this? Or I can't be her. And then when you start to uncover these thoughts that don't serve you, that's when you can identify that maybe something needs to be shifted Um, Or another example is if you have gone into a health journey, which I've experienced with many of my clients, if you're not happy with the weight loss that you've experienced, then you can understand that, okay, it's deeper than looking a certain way or being a number on the scale. And that's another example that maybe it's internal that you need to find that self-worth and self-love and happiness. Yeah, I know um, that is true for me, you know, where if someone says, well, you should be at such and such a weight. And I remember in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And in high school, I weighed almost exactly what I weigh now. I've weighed much heavier, you know, which is how I can relate to the whole weight loss thing. But I remember thinking in high school, oh, you're so big, you know, and you're too big and this and that. And now I laugh. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my God, what was I doing to myself? And not only that, what were the external expectations, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, so they, it really does kind of limit me. I just get mad and go, I'm doing it anyway. I'm going to go ahead and do this thing, but it didn't mean I did it with confidence. Mm. And so there is that difference. Like we can push through, but pushing through and showing up with confidence are different. And it sounds like you really help people come into who they are and kind of own it Mm -hmm. um, and step into it proudly. Yeah. I like to, say that I can see the beauty and gifts of certain of my clients and me believing in them truly has helped them find the confidence and belief in themselves. And with the number on the scale to add in there, um, I love questioning anybody, what will losing the 10 pounds or being a certain number do for them? How will it change their life? And when 
you ask yourself or someone that you think deeper, like, well, maybe it won't. And then you realize, why are you so attached to that number? And then you can go deeper into that. Um, so if that, if a listener's experiencing that, I would ask yourself a little deeper, why are you so attached to a certain number on the scale? Cause you're more than just a number. Well, oh my God, you just sang my favorite song. You're more than just a number. I, <laughs> I remember having a temper tantrum saying I'm more than my metrics. <laughs> so that was a corporate tantrum, but, um, <laughs> You know, because it's it's a label that doesn't tell the whole story, right? Yes. And so I think that's so powerful that the work you do and asking those deeper questions, you know, because they do reveal. And if you if you don't think, if there's not a good reason that resonates for why or the difference that in your example that ten pounds is going to make a difference, it's really hard to commit to it anyway and do the work. It's kind of eh, it's not going to make that difference. Exactly. So. What's your biggest hope coming up in 2021 for us? I hope more, I hope our entire society and generation can come more into awareness of themselves to find that inner happiness and fulfillment. I believe, I believe 2020 shook a lot of people up and kind of have them questioning things. And I truly hope that more people can find their path, their happiness within for 2021. Oh, I'm right there with you. I hope the same. I do. I think it's possible. Do you? Yes, I do. I do too. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I know a lot of people are gloom and doom about it. I'm thinking, I don't know. I think when we get shaken off our foundation and we have to go, well, it never was that stable. We just tell ourselves it's mm -hmm. secure and stable. But when we have to stand back and think differently and go, what do I want? You know, what does success look like to me? Why am I chasing X, Y, or Z? And is that going to make me feel fulfilled and be the person I value? So, yeah. um, so that I'm right there with you. I support you in your journey all the way on that one. What I want to ask you, Tatiana, you know, I can imagine people listening to this or saying, I want to know more about her and how to get connected to her and learn more about the work that she's doing. Where is the best place for people to find you? Yes, the best place is on Instagram. And uh, my, my Instagram name is Tatiana underscore Kuto. Okay. And we'll so we'll put that in the show notes for everybody. So you can do that. And then one last tip. So someone listening, they say, okay, I, I got to get started. This is I have a sense that I'm off track here. What is one thing? Mm. I know there's probably more than one, but what the, <laughs> where is a, one question people can ask themselves or one exercise to get them started to um, kind of uncover so they know if they want to reach out for a coach or someone like yourself, um, the type of person that they should reach out to or even what they would want to share with them about what they're trying to accomplish. Is there a question or a starting place? Yeah, I would say I, I'm a big advocate for journaling. So I would say my tip is around writing this down. Um, or maybe you just look at yourself in the mirror and with the journal and just ask yourself, how are you feeling right now? And do you feel happy and aligned with who you are? And if you feel uncomfortable asking yourself those questions, that might be a big eye opener. And my tip would be to write down maybe on the left-hand corner where you're at right now, how you think, feel, act. And on the right side of the page, 
write down your goals of who you want to show up as. How do you want to feel in life? What are some achievements you want to achieve? And then you can, if you then choose to want to work with the coach or even yourself, you can create a blueprint or a, um, yeah, a blueprint on how to get from where you're at to where you want to be. And it's clear, it's identified that you want to feel this way. You want to do these things and you want to just be this overall person. I think that would be a great tip. And that's what really helped me truly identify who it was I wanted to become because she's already within you. It's just now, how can I extract her out and start embodying and being her? But at first it's identifying those things. And I think it's so much more fun to go to the, okay, let's start doing stuff. Yes. But those first two questions that you asked are so powerful um, in extracting who she is. I love that language. So Tatiana, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the No Labels, No Limits podcast. It's clear to me that you totally embrace that philosophy (laughs) and are opening up the world for so many other people to do so as well. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this great interview with Tatiana. I learned a lot from her, and um, even before the interview, I learned a lot from her. So if you liked this interview, I really hope you will do two things. One is to share it with someone who you think would benefit from it, and the second is to leave a rating and review, because that's frankly how we get the message out to more people. I do have one other ask of you, though. As we go forward and finish up 2020 and move into 2021, we're going to be making some changes to the podcast, to the format, um, and also to the types of folks that I speak with. So what I'd ask for you all to do is to think about who would you like me to interview and what topics are most top of mind for you today? What would help you move into 2021 being the best person that you can be and to help you answer those questions that you're just wondering about? Because I love asking questions and I'd love to make sure this podcast fits what you want. But mostly we want to hear from you. So you can leave a message below. You can click the button or the hyperlink and leave a voice message directly, which will come to us. Whatever's easiest for you, but we really are asking you you to help us design the next season of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. Okay, thanks. And until next time, be well been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash No Labels, No Limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review, and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, Keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.